What's going on, everybody? This is Clint Evans, Pine Tar Podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking about Jeff Passan's ESPN report that baseball is trying to make a triumphant standard-bearing, torch-carrying return. And I'm going to talk about why the media is negative and people like Molly Knight should be uh, completely unfollowed, ignored, do not even look her way. Finally, I'm going to tell you why this is the arguably most risk-free season that would ever be played. Stay tuned for one of the better episodes of the baseball podcast. We're going to call it Biodome Baseball. Everybody's going to enjoy it. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be tremendous. Episode 11, Pine Tar Podcast. Going to call this uh, this episode Biodome Baseball. Um, I'm your host, Clint. Hope everybody is out there doing as well as they can, healthy as they can be. Obviously, um, you know, you pick you pick a time to start a baseball podcast, and it's it's just uh, as luck would have it that a freaking world pandemic hits. Um, I've got all these great guests like that want to come on the show and that have committed, you know, to coming on as a guest. But really, it, there's no sense in me bringing somebody on right now when, you know, there is no season really in sight. You know, having a scout on right now to talk about, you know, the season that, like, a Bo Bichette might have, um, or even somebody that works in the game of baseball with the uncertainty that's going on, it's just, it's not... <laughs> It's not kosher. So I'm going to kind of continue to uh, line up guests. I'm going to start recording uh, more on an everyday basis just to kind of cover what's going on in the world and in the game of baseball. But today was an important day to pick back up and, and get something recorded because when I woke up today, Jeff Passan of ESPN, surprised it wasn't an athletic article, but this was major news uh, basically, passing reports that Major League Baseball and its players are increasingly focused on a plan that could allow them to start the season as early as May and has the support of high-ranking federal public health officials who believe the league can safely operate amid the coronavirus pandemic, sources told ESPN. It's Jeff Passan. Um, so this is awesome. I, I want to say this is like, again, I, I've been talking about this. I've been tweeting about this, that it lines up with everything that I've heard um, from, you know, my friends that work in baseball. Just the overwhelming, like, the players really want to play. And baseball sees this opportunity, right, to, you know, they, they see this opportunity to, to really grab the brass rings here. I mean, NBA has been complete sheep over this. NFL still, you know, acting like their season's going to go off without a hitch. NHL's wants nothing to do with with playing right now. The NBA has been especially obnoxious, I have to say. Uh, don't see their players wanting to play. The you know the stupid TikToks night after night. No end in sight of their ridiculous salaries. Uh, you know just the ridiculous, stupid social media games. The the fact that 
that they know they can kind of play on today's youth by just playing video games. And the youth of today is fine with that, just watching them play video games. But really, like, that's not what we should, like, we shouldn't strive to stay stuck in that for a long period of time and have kids watching that on their damn phones or their, their computers. I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally fed up with the NBA. I came back to it a little bit this year. I, I think they're absolutely ridiculous how they're, you know, these guys could give two shits if they play again. I mean, let's just call it like it is. Um, and they get a huge pass from the media. And it's interesting because that's come up a few times, namely Colin Coward uh, in, a, in a clip that I had watched. You know, he said the NBA gets a huge pass from the media, and they do. And Adam Silver is like everybody's darling. And like days ago, there were major reports where the NBA is doing, like basically planning to wind down their season, which like who didn't know that, but it came out. So you've got baseball here, and all the while, I've heard the exact opposite. They really want to play, and they really are exhausting all avenues to get out there. They want to be a source of kind of what brings this country back. Um, And then so passing today, uh, he was talking to Mike Greenberg of ESPN in the clip that I saw, and... It was really interesting because I brought I've brought up a point many times. If you cut the salaries of these NBA players, if you turn the faucet off, and they don't make their on on average, you know these guys are making seven point seven million dollars a year, league average NBA player. You can look it up. So if you turn that faucet off and they're not making that revenue, that they're they're not earning any revenue, obviously, you know, and they're not paid at that premium to be you know I, I respect that there's a pandemic going on that things need figured out but for these guys to think they're going to just continue making that salary to not play games is absolutely ridiculous and not to you know I know they don't care not most of them don't care about winning a title especially these guys that you know pretend like it's the end all be all I think some do I, I think a lot of them in the NBA it's more important to be a mogul, an icon, um, set yourself up for after basketball and really just be a personality and a social media presence. I mean, it's why you see guys dress the way they do. Kyle Kuzma and his purse, et cetera. They're not, they're there for reasons more than the game on the hardwood now more than ever. But Passon said when he proposed the idea, because in this Passon article, it talks about baseball would have to be played in a, biodome like environment so you've got these baseball players who would in effect be entering this quote-unquote town dome and everything that goes in the dome is controlled it's it's everybody's tested they head into the dome healthy the amount of people that head in there are limited and the people you know the umpires, the media, everybody that's in there is healthy, and it's it's really kept to a minimum amount of people. All the games would be played in ten fields on, in Arizona. One of them would be Chase Field. I assume the others would be some of the spring training facilities that uh, people are used to seeing. Within a short mile radius, you basically go to the ballpark, you go home, and that would require that everybody quarantines and plays baseball and does not see their family for four months. And when Passon proposed that idea to one player who he considers to be a good thermometer of, of a greater you know, portion of the league, and I don't know who speaks for most of the league, but the player said, absolutely fucking not. 
Well, then the, the passing, as he tells it, checked in or got a text the next day from the player and said, hey, I talked it over with my wife, and she said if it depends on me getting paid or not, she, you know, I'm ready to report to the Biodome to play some baseball. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, I think that there are players that don't might not want to play. Um, and everybody's like, well, how do we handle that? For me, that's an easy solve. You, there's a lot of minor leagues to draw from and a lot of guys who don't have families yet, especially some of the young guys, they would love to get a shot. And maybe that this quality of baseball suffers. But if you've got a guy on the roster who doesn't want to play, don't make him play. Let him sit at home and use the minor leaguers, you know, a triple-A guy who's, you know, a fringe guy to get a shot. For the guys that, that are on the fringe and don't want to play, if I could say one thing to them, and I think it's a really, really important point. If you told me that I was going to make, let's let's break this down. If you told me I was going to make millions of dollars to play four months of baseball, and I was going to be part of history, and I had to be away from my family for four months. But let's be honest, like I'm going to get to play a child's game for a living. I'm going to get to stay at a nice hotel with, I'm sure they're not staying at a day's in with all the amenities. I'm going to have a chef. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to get to be taken care of by the best medical doctors in the world if I would ever need it. All I have to do is show up and play the game that I supposedly love, and I'm going to make a handsome amount to do it. It's going to be a shortened amount of time anyway. And then when I'm done with, like, they act like it's they're suffering. I mean, how could they honestly be more bored than they are now? At night, you know, you can't tell me these guys aren't going to be playing. Like, what I would do, I'd be playing a game of poker. That's what I used to do. Me and my teammates, we'd play. It was, it was a blast. It was some of the best times of my life. This is a unique one-season one situation. I'm going to be heralded as a hero forever for what I did for the country and possibly the world. I have a, a chance to be a torchbearer. Oh, and by the way, for the rest of my life, I'm one of 750 or 850 or 900 guys that played during this world pandemic. And I could write a book, essentially, about my season during the pandemic. You know how many, any guy that, that played during this era that wants to write a book, you sell as many copies as you want of that, telling your story. Because who the hell wouldn't pick that up and read it? These guys are so short-sighted, the ones that say they wouldn't absolutely jump at the opportunity. If there's health concerns, i got to be honest with you, it's it's really silly. And I see I see things every day on Twitter that, I don't want to say every day. I, I see things that amaze my very eyes. Um, I followed a lot of people that I thought I loved baseball. And nobody was excited about this news. Nobody. I don't know what it is. I hate so many things about this virus. I hate the way it's politicized. I hate the way that the media that gives the, the NBA a pass. You draw your own conclusions as to why. I hate the way that they're going to crush baseball for this tomorrow, which will be Wednesday. They'll crush baseball. Some Somebody will come out with an editorial saying that baseball doesn't care about human lives as if these guys are, are somehow endangered. I see people tweeting about like that, that oh, dude, 
this is this is completely jeopardizing the health. I hate to tell you guys, it's not. <laughs> Colin Coward said as much. But my opinion is, and you know, no one who played pro sports has had a serious case of coronavirus. Not one person. These are the finest conditioned athletes in the world. They will get access to whatever testing, anything that they need. Honestly, in and it, I take this virus very serious, you know, very serious. But in a elite athlete that plays at the professional level, this is no more harmful to them than the flu. I would argue that they are less at risk for... I hear this, I keep hearing this word risk thrown around. There's risk involved. There's risk involved. There's risk involved if we let them play in this protected environment. There's risk involved every time one of these guys travels to a game in a plane, a helicopter, an Uber. There's risk involved when these guys go out to strip clubs, drink, raise hell, do God knows what. I'd say, if anything, the risk is probably reduced in this type of environment. Take my word for it. Take my word for that. Guys will be safer in this model than in any season in the history of baseball. That's a fact. I mean, that's absolutely for sure. I don't know. It fires me up. The whole thing fires me up. You've got, you know, I, I and I think that honestly baseball would get off the ground with this. I think it would absolutely happen, not in May. I don't even think it should happen in May. I think they should get some games in before the All-Star break, have an All-Star game at Chase Field, have Sunday night baseball from Chase Field. And, if, and, and I hear these people, these sad sacks, who honestly, I don't even know what they want. They act like they love baseball, but uh, baseball—it's not the same baseball that I want. I mean, that is so 2020, right? It's so 2020. If I've got to have it this way, I don't want it. Well, you know, I mean, who are you? People that love baseball would watch it on Mars. That's the truth. If you're listening to this right now and you're saying I wouldn't want pro baseball because there's going to be seven-inning doubleheaders. You don't really love baseball. You don't. I mean, and Colin Coward brought up another really interesting point. Everybody's like, well, what happens if they restart it and someone tests positive? Well, I mean, what happens in life when you do something and it goes sideways? You work around it. Does anything in life go like 100% according to plan? Hell no. Never. It doesn't matter what it is. But if you want something, and baseball wants to be the torchbearers, then you set out with a goal, and if if something happens, you work around it. No one's dying in baseball or pro sports from the coronavirus. It's not going to happen. I mean, I, there's not even been one person yet in pro sports who's reported severe symptoms. Even though if you play or are affiliated with the NBA or you are in Hollywood or you work for CNN, 
you are about 900% more likely, it seems, to get the virus, but it's always a very mild version. Um, you know, none of these NBA players or even Doris Burke reported s severe symptoms. All the NBA guys said they could have played. I mean, I'm telling you, this is no different for NBA or Major League Baseball or NBA players than if they got the flu. It's not. And every team will have a plan in place in baseball if somebody does get sick and they have to quarantine a couple guys. By the way, they're being guided by health professionals, but they're going to have a taxi squad of about 10 guys who could be big league baseball players somewhere. It's going to bring a lot more guys opportunity and, and you know, guys will be ready and waiting for the shot. It's really an opportunity if you love baseball for it to become more than it is today. Because I'll tell you one thing, once one sport, because the NBA was ready to throw in the towel, now all of a sudden the report is they're looking at thumbprick testing, like diabetes testing, to try to get their season back on track. Gee, I wonder why they're doing that. It's because they know baseball is going to try and beat them to the punch. For whatever the reason is. If you think it's because baseball wants to get some TV rights or get more eyes on it, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's all it's going to take is one sport to basically not wilt to this disease, not wilt to it, and the rest are going to try and follow, you know, and that's just the way of the world. Just like when things got shut down, everybody else shut down. It's going to take a sport stepping out and being willing to take risk for the potential upside. And there's always risk. Guys, you know, hey, guess what won't happen? If they play this biodome season, nobody's going to die high on cocaine on a fucking speedboat that hits some rocks in the Miami ocean like Jose Fernandez. Okay. That's not going to happen. Nobody's going to die in a helicopter ride. Nobody is going to die in a drunk driving accident. You know, the, the, all those things that we've seen, those unfortunate, horrible events to Oscar Tavares. I mean, I could go on down the line. None of those things are going to happen. <laughs> so I would say the risk is probably eliminated or almost non-zero. And people have their way, you know, they feel this way about the virus for good reason. It's a serious virus. You know, I have a friend here who is traveling from my home state to go work on the front lines in New York City. A true hero of this. And she was texting about the virus tonight and talking about how it's mutated nine times. And there's no doubt it's if it's not treated correctly, it is a deadly virus. And, you know, the things they're learning about it every day and how intubating uh, a patient too early actually is what killing is what's killing them. And she's going out there to learn stuff to bring it back to my home state and, and try and help in case it hits us. A very brave girl. Um. I take this virus very serious. I'm not a person who thinks it's just the flu. Those people are ignorant. But you are not going to ever be able to tell me that this is this is treating its baseball's treating its players as collateral damage because it's not. It's not. We have drugs that work for it. If a player ever needed that, they'd they'd be first in line to get some if that's what they wanted. They'd be able to order it up, probably have postmates bring it to their room. And they're going to be staying in really nice hotels. Uh, 
the finest amenities, meals, chefs. Oh, and by the way, we're going to keep you guys in an environment that doesn't have any germs in it. You know, and the reality of it is, it's like we'd all like to sit at home for the rest of time until it's safe to come out and play again. But what's that day ever look like? You know, that's what I keep saying. What what does that day look like? Because I, I, I want to sit here at my house with my kids and my wife and not come out until it's safe. Of course I do. But you know what? There's going to come a time, very soon, unfortunately, where I'm going to have to go out and I'm going to have to take the risk. Because if I don't, I'm not going to make any money. And it's going to be that way for most of us eventually. It sucks. It does. Everything about this virus sucks. China fucking sucks. China's, uh, China is the biggest sh- shithole nation on this planet right now for what they did to the rest of the world. And their corruptness. And their dishonesty. And eating fucking bats. But you know what? It happened. What's done is done. And now we're all going to have to take the risk. But honestly, as we sit here and and we ponder that is is it really were we not taking risks before i mean i would drive to work i would speed and i'd realize i wasn't wearing my seatbelt that's a risk i chew tobacco that's a risk there's a million things that can kill you right there were 60,000 deaths from the flu in 2018 i didn't know that it wasn't publicized i mean there's risk every single day And yes, this is a very serious virus. The precautions should be taken. Wash your hands. Stay at home like Hollywood keeps telling us. Do the things to keep you and the people you love safe and your fellow man, right? And I think the world's doing a nice job of it. You know, trends are going the right way. But by all means, there's no no added risk with what baseball's thinking about. There's no downside to this other than the fact it's going to be pretty weird seeing the Los Angeles Dodgers or the Toronto Blue Jays or the Miami Marlins wearing their home uniforms in a spring training park or in Chase Field. That's going to be weird, but can I do it for a season to have something in front of me that that restores some normalcy in my life that says, you know what, hey, if these guys can get back at it, you know what? I'm going to go to give it a go for a few hours t- tomorrow. You know, I- I'm going to go out there myself. And you'd be surprised at the ripple effect that something like this will have. And then if all sports start getting going again, we start to resume normal life. And what I don't get is there are so many people out there who it's almost like they're rooting for the virus. They're, they're, like Molly Knight. Molly Knight. I mean, I don't... I've followed the Dodgers a long time. And I don't even know how the hell Molly Knight got in the business. But the, she could not wait. In the middle of the... You know, Passan broke this news like at an early hour. Especially in L.A. It was the middle of the freaking night. And Molly Knight is just tweeting to everybody that she can. Won't happen. Won't happen. Don't worry. Never will happen. Won't happen. Better chance of me playing, throwing the ball to my dog and him hitting it than it happening. What is with these people? 
how miserable must you be with your life that you're literally rooting for no baseball to happen rather than like retweeting and being like, this is awesome. This is what everybody wants to see. How the fuck did Molly Knight even get to work around baseball anyway? I mean, this is kind of shit that drives me nuts. I don't mean for it to be a rant. This isn't always going to be a rant, but I don't get that. You know, I mean, doesn't like the thought of baseball coming back, make people happy. Like what? I'll tell you one thing. I've learned this in my life. The being an optimist over a pessimist wins every time. So these people like Molly Knight and all these people that want to spread the bad news rather than perpetrate the hope and spread the hope and spread the good news, they're always going to be out there. But why be that way? I mean, literally. I don't get it. I mean, I really don't. People are down enough. You know. Who knows? But, that being said, we've, uh, you know, we've we've come a long way, I think, with, with the coronavirus. You know, cases are down three straight days in New York City. Just to document things a bit here, to bookmark them forever, regardless what happens to baseball season or me? Cases are down in Italy two straight weeks. Deaths were unfortunately up here in the United States today, about 2,000, I think. And, you know, the, the models had us losing, I believe, what, oh, they said 100,000 to 240,000 people. And that's a, that's a huge loss of life. I mean, but we're going to have a hard time getting there by August or September at this pace. Um, just based on, you know, we're underneath the, the model. It shows that you out there, whoever hears this, are doing a good job of adhering to, you know, staying at home. And, you know, people should band together right now during this. You know, root for your neighbor, your your friends. Because um, we will defeat this. We we know how the coronavirus ends, right? We know how this ends. We just don't know what happens in between, but we know this story ends with the world and the United States especially kicking the coronavirus's ass. I've heard it said before, and it's true. We will win. So do not lose the faith in that. Uh, this is not the end of the world. This is not the end of your life. Uh, your, this is not the end for your children. And people are people are rallying, you know, and this is just a wake-up call for people to remember, you know, what's really important in life. And when we, if we ever resume, resume quote-unquote, normal life, it's a reminder to remember what's really important. But uh, we are going to win. It's a matter of time, and it's a matter of keeping our attack focused on the the imaginary enemy. And, and it's also just about kind of what have you learned in between, you know, because we will win, but until we get to that point, you know, what did you really learn? What did you learn about yourself and the things that you used to have and how will you do things differently uh, if given the opportunity again? And, 
you know, one thing I could say I'm learning is Americans in times like this or, you know, the world is able to really rally together. And I've seen it, you know, somebody down the street, a stranger left uh, for our neighborhood um, a big box of homemade masks and said, you know, everybody take some for your family. And I've seen that kind of kindness like over and over and over again. Um, but it's awesome to see. And baseball will be back. Um, there's been points where I've honestly leaned that it, it won't in the last few days. I, I do think I lean slightly more towards it will happen. I think things that can quelch it out, can, can put its fires out, are blowback from the media. And if baseball doesn't react the right way, the media is going to pound baseball. The media is what what honestly sells, what gets people to click. It's not good news. It's bad news. It's fears being sold at an all-time high, especially by our leading newspaper in the United States, the USA Today. You know, Bob Nightingale was a big naysayer of it today. You know, I mean, is there anybody more full of shit than Bob Nightingale? You know, your, your job is about ba- to write about baseball. And instead of being a standard bearer of hope, you're going to come out and say how impossible it is for baseball to come back. I mean, what kind of pussy is Bob Nightingale? I mean, really. He's a good baseball writer when baseball's going on, but, I mean, that's that's a sack of shit. I mean, to come out and say that, it really is. Uh, I mean, I, I don't get that. <laughs> you know. And tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every time baseball mentions coming back to play, you're going to have a bunch of naysayers saying why the model can't work, why it can't work. These are the same peoples that said everyone was going to die, 2 million are going to die, and 3 million are going to die. These are the same people, these these blue checkmark people. you know. And I don't know how they get blue checkmarks, and I don't know how they get media access. I don't know how they land these jobs in the media. You know, I don't know why mainstream media companies are built to think a certain fucked up way to sell fear, to sell negativity. I don't get it. And it's honestly, it's everywhere. You know, um, I, I would say there's, I said somebody the other day and they said there's, there's a lot of honesty in media. They said, I, and I said, that's bullshit. That's complete bullshit. There's so little truth in the media today, it's not even funny. Every media writer and company has an agenda that can be traced back to its roots. There are very few people like myself, like myself, I will say that to my faults, I just care about the truth and authenticity. And I don't have a fucking political, I don't care who someone voted for. Like right now, I want my country and my hum- my fellow humans to win. I don't care about a drug being given to somebody because some president backed it. If it's going to save lives, do it. But the media, they all have an agenda. 99.8% of them. There might be two out of a thousand. And that includes baseball writers that don't have some type of agenda. That just tell it like it is. You know, and it's, it's terrible. And with that, for whatever reason, seems to come this string of negativity and fear and, you know, Dave Zimborski, I used to read, he's an Ohio guy, I used to read his stuff at Fangraphs, and he was talking about how the baseball is basically dead forever. 
baseball is basically dead forever, he said. And I was like, I read that, and I respect him a lot. I mean, I'll always follow him and read his material, and his thoughts are worthy. And when he first tweeted that, I'm like, my God, this is Dave Zimborski saying baseball. Baseball is out this year, and it's out next year. Like, and then it got me, got my wheels going in my head. And I'm like, wait a second, is is he right? Like, are we never gonna watch baseball again? And then, like, you know, I'm a big data guy, and I started going back through the data, and I started going back to like sources that I know are fact fact based, with like little slant, you know. And like, if they have a little bit of slant, then I kind of have to pick out what's really worth divulging. It's kind of like making a salad, you know, like I don't want bacon in my salad. I hate bacon. So I like pick out the bacon, but I eat the good stuff, you know. That's how you have to do that with with this virus because there's so much info out there. And a lot of media companies like the New York Times or the Washington Post, they want you to believe everyone's going to die and no sports happen ever again. And that's that's not reality. That's not the truth. And the truth is, other than baseball, the truth's the brand of my show. I I hate, I strike out all forms of cronyism. I I don't like it. I don't like unauthenticity. Um, I don't like people that say what you want to hear. I like people that that say what you need to hear and that, that, that just say the truth. And that's important right now more than ever. So... Don't believe the people that say it would be no good for baseball to come back. Don't believe the people that say it can't work because it can. We put a man on the moon. Okay? This country has built cars that drive on electricity. This country has done amazing things. Don't tell me that baseball can't happen if they want it to. Or any sport. That includes you, NBA. And Andre Drummond, who's out there blowing people out on video games, and kids are watching it like it's a real sport. Don't tell me you're exhausting all avenues to play. I mean, you're not. Anyways, I'm very proud, in closing, of the sport of baseball. Um, because I do know, truly, from people I trust, that they're trying to play. And I think that they're going to get it done because what's going to happen is the media is going to eventually run out of, you know, they're going to sell you that, that the second wave of this virus will be what wipes out the world, right? Because this thing is getting slowed little by little and they're, the media is going to little by little, they're going to have to stop selling the fear of today and turn it into selling the fear of tomorrow or in the fall. So little by little, what's going to happen is baseball and other sports are going to gain more steam towards coming back in, let's call it July or August. And that return is imminent and will happen. And as that, you know, all the while the slope of bad news that people are able to write about, it's going to be like, well, Today's worst talking point for the national media on the coronavirus is a lot less worse than it was like in mid-March and late March. I mean, we've got this thing under control and enhancements and developments are being made. And hey, our hospitals never got overrun and this curb never happened. And then the media is going to be quick to jump and say, well, yeah, but you know, it, it's another outbreak, another New York, another Italy. It, it's, it's right around the corner, so we can't play any sports. I mean, in... 
they're going to be quick to do that. But the bottom line is this can be done. We will overcome and, uh, you know, stay healthy. Do take your precautions because there's a lot of good life to live yet. Um, but trust in that, you know, things are going to be brighter and better. And, uh, you know, hopefully we have baseball again soon. I'll run a show tomorrow night to, uh, kind of talk about whatever happens tomorrow. And, uh, Hope everybody has a great midweek. This is Clint, Pine Tar Podcast. Let's see some Biodome baseball soon. What do you say? Good night, everybody.